Syria Ah fans everywhere. From our nation's capital, this is Cool of America. Welcome back, Corv Americans and Podcast Paisani. It's Marco here from Washington, D.C., and I'm speaking with Tad. He's back, and he's ready to talk about Serie A Week 14. How are you doing, Tad? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm happy to be on the podcast. Oh, no, no, I can't do the Australian accent. But yeah, good to be back, man. Sam does it better better than you because he practices every day when he fakes his way into the embassy. <laughs> Well, today we are coming out with some some crucial hot takes. Uh, we are absolutely uh, here to have some fun. We will talk about Fiorentina ending their streak of five draws with a 3-0 beatdown from Juve themselves. Napoli take down Atalanta to keep pace at eight points behind the old lady. Uh, Roma come keep back. Keep pace in air quotes, definitely. Yeah. Roma come back in a thriller behind a golazo by da na 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 under. Milan's youth puts them in the top four. Sampdoria make Team Mitsas look like a Serie B team in an absolute whooping. And Empoli and Spall, game of the week. W-A-E-A-K in the mighty battle of 15th and 16th. Sounds like the danger zone. But first, let's talk about La, the Ballon d'Or winner Luka Modric, rap boy himself. Um, it raises some eyebrows for sure. And uh, I am one of those people that kind of feels like the Ballon d'Or should go to the player that, you know, it's in your gut, you know who the best player in the world is. Um, yes, results matter, obviously. Uh, and that's kind of another point. So let's let's get your take first, Tad. What do you think about Luka Modric winning the Ballon d'Or? That's the hot topic going around the soccer world these days. I like it. Um, you know, I, I have, a, have a faux uh, uh, opinion of, of Luka Modric. I have a kind of a running joke that I, I call him the most overrated player in the world, which clearly he's not. Um, I like the fact that he, uh, uh, that, you know, we're not getting uh, another year of, of Messi and Ronaldo that, uh, you know, we're rewarding Modric for having kind of a tra- transcendent season. Um, you know, he won the Champions League with his club. Was uh, you know, it was the, you know, the the maestro that uh, that put Real Madrid as uh, the Champions League winner. And not only that, a, a historic World Cup run where uh, uh, he he basically threw um, cr- threw Croatia on his back. They make it all the way to the final. They don't win, but I mean, you know, the 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 greatest finish in in that team's history. Um, I thought uh, I thought it was an interesting selection, and so I'm happy to I'm happy to see the award go to somebody else this year. Finally, well, I'm glad that you are on Luka Modric's side. Uh, you must like cheese just as much as he does. And the fact is, I love Luka, Luka Modric as a player. He seems like a humble guy as well, so you can't really you know, trash on him that much for that. But the fact is, right now, you take Luka Modric, Messi, and Ronaldo, and you put them out in the market, and what does the market say? The market probably will say Ronaldo and, and Messi are worth a uh, hundred million more than Luka Modric, maybe not as much, but um, everybody knows who the two best players in the world are right now. And 
you know, on top of that, both players had incredible seasons themselves. Uh, I think they've just raised the bar so high for themselves that, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like the Ballon d'Or competition needed change. It's uh, it's interesting for me that they pick Luka Modric. Uh, I think they could have picked like Iniesta in the past. You know, he won a World Cup. Uh, I know Luka Modric did some incredible things last year and won a Champions League. Uh, but again, like individually, uh, who are the best two players? And they had the stats to back it up. Messi and Ronaldo, I think it was still between those two. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just that's just my humble well, opinion right there. Yeah, I mean, I would agree that Messi and Ronaldo are better players than Luka Modric. But I think the point of this award was to reward the player who had the best season. Um, so those terms you know those concepts can't don't have to be mutually exclusive so i think that you know despite the fact that he looks like an orc with a wig on um luka modric uh, uh really really lit the world on fire and it had people talking about people other than ronaldo and messi at the top heap of players well we were going to agree to disagree on that one tad which means of course that i am right uh so let's go on to the golden bin uh nominees uh, who explain this first? I think uh, it's worth explaining. Yeah, this this is a Serie A joke award um, that basically um, it comes out at the same time that the Golden Boot Award comes out, and it's just to say who had the basically the, the most disappointing season in the Serie A last year. Um, you know, they take things into factors like transfer fees and and playing time or injury. I think Gabi Gol won it last year. Uh, you know, in, in air quotes, won it. Um, but this year, you have some definite high up uh, uh, nominations. Uh, some definite people who laid turds of a season. You have Andre Silva, Nikola Kalinic, the Razor Man himself, Patrick Sheik, or as Roma likes to say, I'm Big Sheik, Big Sheik Energy, uh, Gregor DeFrel, uh, another. Uh, um, Elon player, Neon, uh, playing for Tur- uh, Torino last year. We have Marco Viaca, uh, Dalbert, Danilo, uh, Romero from Crotone, and uh, Armenteros from Benevento. So I look at this list, Marco, and uh, the two things that jump out to me are, one, uh, Andre Silva and Kalinic, uh, you know, repping Milan uh, coming out of this, and they get bought and put into position as disappointments, and what happens? Their you know their team collapses, their owner uh, you know, leaves in disgrace, and then the other two things that stick out and glare at them are Schick and Defrel, sixty million between the two of them at Roma, and we're uh, talking about Monchi, the guy who brought him in there, going to Manchester United or uh, you know Paris Saint Germain or something or Barcelona, so. I don't know how you make that how you make that make sense to me, but uh, those are definitely four players that just absolutely were mind-boggling last year. Absolutely. Well, I think uh, from this list, uh, we can pick out two players that will might be nominees for the Ballon d'Or next year if they get if they move on, and that is uh, Schick and Defrel because we all know how uh, ex-Roma players do. Uh, in fact, Defrel is uh, is doing some work on that Caponiere Capocannoniere list. Uh, and Schick, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a flop this season. So let's see who wins the award. Maybe we'll uh, give our own uh, perspective next week on that. So let's move on to the content that everybody's been waiting for the week to hear. Uh, before we do so, well, we, you can find us anywhere on social media, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, that's at Core America, all one word. Uh, make sure you get on there and do what... Tad, 
Yeah, you get on there and you got to rate us. Give us five stars. If you give us four stars, we're going to take it to VAR and get that thing overturned. That's right. First game is Inter versus Roma, and this is the game of the week. Roma come back late with a thriller that sees their young players perform. Tad, take it away here. Yeah, this game was was hyper interesting. One, of course, we have the VAR drama uh, going back and forth that we can get into in a little second. But, you know, from a rum perspective, uh, as we just bash on uh, Big Chick, uh, he did actually turn in a, a reasonably solid performance in this one. He had a back heel that goes to show why what, you know, Monchi saw him uh, when he spent $40 million. Under just had an absolute game-changing blast. Um, that's what you... It, to be able to have a player on your team that has that level of of dynamic skill that can just change the game from 35 yards out, and then the big man himself, Zaniolo, the ex uh, uh, the ex Inter player, was just an absolute beast in this one. So three young Roma players bringing the heat for Roma. I mean, Under's left stroke went viral. Schick had a back heel, and Zaniolo basically broke the Curva DC group chat. Marco. What do you think of the performance of these youngsters? Well, Zaniolo, I mean, we're going to have to start spelling it Z-A-N-Yolo, Y-O-L-O, because this young player is really turning heads. I mean, 19 years old, you wouldn't be able to tell the way he's been balling. Could have had a crucial assist against Real Madrid earlier in the midweek. And this guy, I mean, you look at him in the face and he looks like he doesn't really know what's going on. He looks like one of those surfer boys from uh, one of those old school movies. Not too yeah. much uh, going on between the ears, but... Uh, it looks like Sean, yeah, it looks like Sean Penn in, in Fast Times of Richmond High. <laughs> he looks like he can ball, man. Uh, mm-hmm. The way he moves, he's a left footer. Uh, he should have... Uh, drawn the penalty uh, had the referee Rocky decided to actually use his VAR capabilities. God knows why he did not. Uh, but Zaniolo, the entire game proved to be dangerous uh, against an inter team that is just doing work right now in the Serie A. So uh, for Zaniolo to have the personality and uh, you know the the confidence to play the way he is playing right now. Uh, is a big sign that there are bigger things to come. Yeah, I mean, I think that Under uh, that blast, um, you know, put sixty million dollar price tag on him from Monchi to sell him in the summer. Um, Zaniolo, like, like you said, was just all over the field. Uh, definitely should have gotten the, the VAR call, and uh, Roma could have been walking away from three with three points. But what kind of told me on this one is. Roma's had just some stinkers of performances lately, and the team seems to be, per, you know, could possibly be down in the dumps. Um, you know, the heart and soul of the team, Daniele De Rossi, is still hurt because we've been relying heavily on the uh, the, the the health of a thirty our thirty five year old captain. Um, it was nice to see a, a, another level be taken by some of these players, and uh, uh, where these guys have kind of stuck their heads in the sand and gone away in the past. Um, they really stepped it up and had monster games. Um, on the other side, uh, with Inter, you know they do blow the lead in this one and have to, you know, have to leave with just a single point. But I think that we can all say that Inter is is pretty much a lock for a top four finish. Um, and in this one, if you're an Inter fan, even though it's a two-two draw, you got to be happy about some of the things you, that you saw. Uh, Kate Balda uh, played out of position on this one in the right wing. He balled out, had a great goal. 
Um, you know, I mean, the, the captain, Icardi, uh, he touches the ball for the eighth total time this season and scores his eighth goal. It's just incredible to me how that guy can just – he can whole job is just to move and get into a position to one-time the ball and is at any minute, any second, uh, a threat to just have, be, have the biggest impact on any game. Yeah, I mean, that Keita Balde goal, man, it just – I tell you, it felt like playing FIFA uh, online when you uh, when you get a bad call or you miss a easy goal or something happens with the lag, and then uh, right away you get punished uh, from, of course, the ex uh, the ex OTFR player who um, you know he's been having a, a resurgence here, uh, playing pretty well uh, for the last couple weeks, uh, but of course has to score at Rome, against Roma in Rome. So uh, that's just the way things are going right now for Roma. Uh, they can't seem to buy a win. Uh, and, uh, you know, happy that they are through here on the in the in their group for the Champions League. But I'll tell you what, Tad, I don't know if we can make the top four this year. Well, we're still within striking distance. Um, and I think, uh, uh, you know, despite Kieta Balda, I just have to bring, he haunts my dreams, even though he has that wonderful, beautiful haircut of his. Um, you know, I think the, the one thing that came out this week is, is, is might give us our best opportunity. And that's, um, and that's word that, the, you know, the big old rumor mill that Conte, uh, you know, is will come and coach at Roma if PSG or uh, Manchester United's jobs don't open up. Yeah, if my question to you, Marco, is do you think that Conte is actually a possibility to come to Roma? And if, if so, you know, do you think that that basically gives us our best chance at getting in the top four of the season? Absolutely not. I mean, there's no way. If I was Conte, why would you take that job? I mean, you look at Carlo Ancelotti taking Napoli. Uh, Napoli has a set of players that are absolutely on a different level uh, of the players that we have right now. The, you know, the, the management sold away certain players. Maybe if we still had you know, the likes of Anangolan and Strutman or some of these bigger players and the continuity uh, that a team like Napoli had to bring on uh, Carlo Ancelotti. I just think that right now Roma is a bit of a dumpster fire. I don't hate EDF. I just think that like between injuries and confidence, uh, the team just needs to get to the winter break and reset. Potentially bring in a couple players, send some players out on loan, and uh, and then just try to just grind out the rest of the season to try to get that fourth place. But that's that's Roma's season right now, you know. And don't worry about Champions League. Uh, you already met your expectations. Get that fourth place because without Champions League. Uh, I fear the worst for for Roma. It's an interesting situation that Roma's in right now. Like you see, you're one hundred percent right. Roma has to have uh, a fourth place finish uh, to be top four. Um, we're only a few points out right now, but you know we've we have one point combined um, between Chievo, Spal, uh, Bologna, and Udinese, which is it's atrocious. Um, it's kind of interesting that. The whole season is geared to get to that to that one point because if we don't have that Champions League money, we could we could potentially slip further and further away. But to go back to Conte's, if he's coming, um, you know, I think it's it's a possibility, and I think that the reason for that is is twofold. One, if you can do it at Roma, like you can, 
you can kind of cement yourself as one of the great Italian coaches. You know, that you'll have a city that will love you, you'll be revered, you know, your visibility will be greater. And, you know, I think you get to pick your next job after that. And the other thing I think is, is you know, for some reason, um, Monchi is kind of revered as one of the elite sporting directors in the world. And so if Monchi gets on board and he's, you know, he can hit it off with Conte and kind of show him his vision, um, you know, there's a possibility there. But at the end of the day, man, I think it's highly unlikely. One, we're not, we're not going to be able to pay Conte his wage demands. And two, like you said, why why would you come to Roma? Like you you only have things you only you only have things to lose by coming here if 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 you don't make top four. Absolutely. Well, let's move forward here and talk about the second place team uh, going to Bergamo. Uh, that's Napoli, the Ant Army, and they uh, come out on top, two to one. Napoli start the game off with an early goal uh, from newcomer Fabian Ruiz, uh, followed by, I mean, really the best squib kick you'll see, Serie A blooper reel uh, from the same player. Uh, and then it's the X who ties it up after Callejon gets his legs split open on the right side of the 18. I mean, he looked like he was trying out for the gymnastics national team, the way he got <laughs> cut up. It looked like an NBA cross-up reel. Uh, and then a late winner from, from Milik, who is still 24 years old, uh, doesn't get too many chances, uh, but is a hell of a player. Five goals now, and he busts open the picnic basket in the dying minutes of the game. Uh, and for the Ant Army, they are keeping somewhat close to uh, Juventus in touching d- distance, I'd like to say. But, uh, I mean, realistically, they're the second-place team here. Uh, I think that they need to focus a little bit on Champions League. Yeah, not really take care of business again. And, you know, it was it was a good team effort. I mean, the, the uh, uh, you know, best player on the field to me in this one was uh, 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 Mario Rui on left back. He had a great assist in this one. Um, you know, they get a they get the winner from a super sub. You know, Insigne was Insigne again. Alan has just been, you know, puts in another solid performance. And this Fabian Ruiz guy, it seems like every game with him, his you know, his name comes up. He does something that sets himself apart. So, I mean, Napoli, uh, I guess they have to believe that they can, you know, make a run at the Scudetto if they think that. Juventus for I don't know you know the 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 the, the team bus crashes or, or you know they get uh, uh, you know the, the they get the hives break out you know they get some sort of team disease or whatever but uh, for them you know winning games like this keeping pace keeping good form learning Ancelotti's system um, and their main goal has to be to see if they can get it get a deep Champions League run and get that get that rep up. Yeah, it seems like Napoli are the couple bleeps on the EKG machine you hear when somebody is just about to die. Uh, you know, again, barely keeping Juve with, within reach. Uh, they got to hope that Inter has the nuts, you know, to take Juve and Torino uh, this week. But that, again, is, is very unlikely. So Napoli takes the result in a bumping Bergamo. Uh, and this place is still on my bucket list of places to go watch a game. I basically, I want to be tailgating in the parking lot with a panino in my hand. Uh, Porchetta would be the best. Sitting on a tank tread and, uh, of course, uh, with a shot of Borghetti in my hand. I don't think that's just a Rome thing, but uh, that's that basically sounds like heaven to me. <laughs> 
So uh, the Patron Bay will feel good that they're playing uh, Frosinone this weekend uh, because I'm sure that Ancelotti will rest some of his stars. The game at Anfield next week is is just crucial. Um, do you think that they're going to be able to pull it out and, and make it through to the next round of the Champions League? Well, I mean, Napoli is a tough out, uh, and you know, last year they had a bit of the yips in, in the uh, uh, in the Champions League, basically because they were all in on the Scudetto. Um, you know, Liverpool's a good team; they're just coming off their uh, a derby win. Uh, Davrik Origi uh, had a a ninety minute goal uh, to win it, but um, you know, after Liverpool's hot start, they've shown that you know they they can be beat. But on Anfield, I've been there, man. It is a tough. Place I would think for a team like Napoli to go in and and get the points, but you know I'm not going to be one to that will that will count out Carlo Ancelotti in a big game. Yeah, and for Atalanta, I mean it's back to reality here. After having spanked Inter at home earlier in the month of November, uh, they had two consecutive losses, uh, one to Empoli of and of those two games, and now uh, you know here they are still trying to knock on a Europa League. Uh, but at this point, you have to ask yourself, are they better than the teams in and around that area of the table, a.k.a. Purgatory? What do you think, Tad? Are they going to be able to get into the Europa League by the end of the season? Well, they have the pedigree to do it. Um, you know, they're in 12th place right now. But again, the, you know, it's kind of log jammed here. Roma's in ninth with 20 uh, only five points out of Champions League. I bring that up again. Why? Because it's constantly on my mind. But I think Atalanta, you know, they uh, they ripped off four wins in a row earlier. Um, you know, now they've dropped two in a row. But, I, you know, Fiorentina's in free fall. They're right next to them. Um, you know, I got to think that they're better than Sassuolo. Uh, Parma, um, you know, Parma with the we'll, – we'll talk about that with the injury to the Jerv. Uh, you know, they could make a little run in it. And Torino, I'm never convinced by them. Um, no, I think that uh, uh, they'll be fighting it out at the end of the season with OTFR and the likes of Sampdoria and, I, and uh, whoever, the, whoever the odd man out is in the Roma AC Milan team. So they, they can do it. They can do it definitely. All right. Well, on that note, we'll uh, talk about uh, the next game. Uh, Sampdoria, another team who's vying for that Europa League place, beaten up on Team Meat Sauce. Uh, Tad, you had this game, uh, so w- what did you find? Yeah, man, Sam Doria putting in that work. Um, but, yeah, it's their, it's their first win in five games. Um, and the person who does it is the giggity goal scorer, Quags. Quags gets a brace. Uh, that gives him seven goals on the season, showing that senior citizens, despite their poor driving and drain on Italian's, Italy's uh, uh, national health care system, can still contribute to society. And uh, seven goals and five assists for Quags through only 13 games. I mean, you think about this. This is a guy last year with Quags. Um, he had 19 goals and six assists. Um, he's now Sampdoria's all, sixth all-time leading scorer. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the guy's a monster. And, you know, he's, he's, he seems like he's been around forever. You know, I, I, should, I talk trash about his age, but he's only a few months older than I am. But, you know, for you, Marco... Uh, where does someone like Quags fit into this discussion of the top Serie A strikers? Like currently or over time? I would just say like the last two seasons. You know, nineteen and six last year. He's got seven and five through thirteen this year. You know, he's knocking in braces. Yeah, but where 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 does he fit in for you? 
I'll tell you what. I mean, he's he's in the uh, the likes of the Toto Di Natales, you know, the the underrated, uh, underappreciated strikers uh, that are journeymen uh, in the leagues, and for whatever reason, they just love to flourish on the smaller teams. And uh, quite frankly, uh, thanks to him, you know, the the league is interesting. Thanks to players like him that are, you know, not everyone is going to Juventus or one of the big teams. Uh, and he is staying at Samp. He's doing work there. Again, he's got some age on him. And you got to love that, man. It's These are the players that make you dream uh, and also make me stay up at night thinking, should I just go? and try out for a, a semi-pro team and see what happens. Uh, but the bottom line is he's a true professional, and that's the only way you get to that point. Well, I mean, it's, you know, to, answer, to try and answer my own question is, you know, where does he fit? And I, I, all your, your points are totally right, Marco. You know, he's, he's been kind of this journeyman, and he's had some great seasons. And, yeah, I think, I think Di Natale is a, a good comparison for him. But, you know, if we look around the top strikers in the Serie A, Obviously, he's not going to stack up with uh, uh, Juventus, Napoli, Inter, um, you know, the, the top teams like that. But I think, like, even with Rome, like, the, like uh, over the last two seasons, once you get away from, like, the way, like, Catrone's playing right now, you know, Icardi, Drace Mertens, Ronaldo, Mandzukic, those guys, and then Dzeko, to, uh, to an extent, when he's on, um, seems like he's kind of checked out on the season. You know, you got to think that he's he would be he's better than anybody on Fiorentina, Sassuolo, uh, Parma. Um, so I think that like once you get out of the the traditional powers, um, and then guys like Immobile uh, uh, in the in the top tier of the table, I think the next tier down, he's kind of, he's kind of the standard bearer right now. He's shown over the last two seasons that he can find the goal really consistently. Yeah, he's a, um, he's a beast. The Bologna in this one, they fall into the danger zone. Dude, Bologna, they're in trouble, man. They haven't won a game since since September 30th, uh, a game in the league. They just won their Copa Italia game. Um, but they got straight banged in this one, dude. I mean, before the game, people were starting to talk about Inzaghi's job. He was asked about it in the early presser. Super Pipo said he was calm. and The club and the team trust him. Um but now, you know, now they're in 18th, and uh, they have Empoli, Milan, and Parma before the potential Inzaghi people. How you feeling about Pipo's chances to survive past Christmas? Not feeling great, uh, but I'll tell you what, we're getting, we're, <laughs> we've gotten all this way, so at this point, just give the people what they want, uh, and then maybe fire him after he loses to his brother inevitably. Uh, team Meat Sauce, man, you're making me... Uh, you're making me ashamed over here. I live there, and uh, I, I know I've told you once or twice, Tad. Uh, I live I lived there for five years when I was younger, and uh, inevitably have a soft spot for Bologna, and of course the food in the city and uh, the entire region over there is just the best in the world. Uh, so everybody loves Bologna a little bit for that, uh, and the team is just garbage uh, this season. So yeah, what, it's a what sad they, story. What? What are they even working with, man? I mean, Santander is rated as their best player on Discord. Yeah, dude, he he's definitely he's definitely has wrestled a panther by with his bare hands. <laughs> uh, you know, the 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 Jedi Padwin Palacio is on that team, but he's a thousand years old. Scruffs, he's a quality goalkeeper, but like once you get past that, I mean, they have Danilo the. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
the guy we were just talking about in the golden bin, um, you know, they're they're pretty thin. They've got Zmiley, Kreshi, Orsolini, but none of these guys are, are setting the world on fire. And so I think that if 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 uh, if Inzaghi is going to keep his job, he's going to have to do it himself through through tactics and motivation. I don't. He's not going to have you know any any stars coming in or or, or, or it, any great chances of somebody you know hitting a, a great streak of form. Um, and Empoli, despite being sponsored by uh, by Poop, um, has managed to string a couple games together. Milan is you know obviously going to be tough out in Parma. They have we beat team meat sauce written all over us. So I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna get the percentage, I'm dropping this Inzaghi bull odds back down. I'm going nine percent. Nine. Oh, that's poor, poor Bologna, everybody. I tell you what, people Inzaghi just put on some boots and get on the field himself. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game, uh, which is Fiorentina versus Juventus, and another walloping. Uh, Juventus goes. Uh, to Firenze and absolutely punishes Viola. Uh, look, at the beginning of the game, proper respects paid for uh, Davide Astori, uh, and I thought that that was a very touching moment. The stadium uh, was absolutely buzzing. They had the tifo going, uh, but then Fiorentina just embarrasses themselves, as they've been doing as of late. Uh, a team that we are hyping just maybe a little too hard at the beginning of the season, saying that they're you know Fiorentina University, youngest team in the league. They have some weapons in Chiesa, Simeone, and Veritu. But of course, the Corvo America is re- uh, curse is real, and uh, it just seems like uh, they are kind of reminiscent of Roma uh, this season. They're just like not able to get it together. Um, so that's uh, right now Fiorentina is is truly struggling. But no Pjanic, no problem. Bentancur uh, starts the scoring off with a beautiful goal, has himself a decent game. The young Uruguayan is the future here. He's calm, he's consistent, doesn't lose the ball, really just ice cold. And then, you know, from there, it's just downhill uh, for, for Fiorentina. And uh, just smooth sailing for Juventus, who even though they called the VAR in a couple times, uh, ultimately Juve whacks out Fiorentina in front of their own fans. Uh, Fiorentina winless in seven. Yeah, Fiorentina are in trouble. They're definitely in trouble. And uh, uh, as much as I like to visually look at Pioli, I mean, he looks like uh, you know he looks like staying at a Prince concert. Um, it, the, his Blazers elbow patches have elbow patches. Um, this team is just is it, just really really underperforming. Like you said, winless in seven. Um, you know, we I guess we would have thought that uh, Chiesa would be doing a bit better than he is right now. Um, and you know, he hasn't really let the world set the world on fire. Two goals and two assists so far this season to match his two yellow cards. Um, you know, Benassi, who started off gangbusters, has really cooled off. Um, you know, Gerson, I'm hoping we y- yank him back to Roma. Um, Simeone has, you know, has, has been kind of lying in the weeds. I, th- I think this team is, is, is one that just was ripe for a, a culo blast by, uh, by Juventus. But, hey, the big man Ronaldo, I pick him up on my fantasy team. And uh, it, the past few weeks he's gone gangbusters and is at the top of the Capocannonieri table. Yeah, 10 goals in 11 games, man. Like we said last week, back to his old ways. Uh, and uh, at the moment, 
or after the game, Juventus went 11 points clear. Uh, you know, until until the Atalanta game where Napoli got a few back. Uh, but another shutout for Juve. Uh, I've counted seven on the season yes. in Serie A. That's uh, so. There's more of, than a 60% chance that you're getting shut out by this team. Uh, and a good thing they saw Buffon and have a stray vampire in goal. Uh, right, I guess Chesney's not good enough, but uh, you know he's proven his naysayers wrong. And Juventus just steamrolling the league, which doesn't look good in the grand scheme of things, uh, except for the fact that they seem to be the favorites in the Champions League too. So uh, they are kind of carrying the banner for Serie A in a way. I uh, just really wish they'd lose once in a while. Dude, it's unbelievable. They have the one draw. Was it to Genoa? Like, how the heck did that happen? I mean, this is, it, there's really nothing more you can say about them. Um, I, I'm glad I don't have a Juventus podcast because it would just be like, yeah, we uh, we smoked another team, smoked them good. Uh, we we went in, stuck it in, broke it off. Uh, this this team is just it's it's there's nothing really more that can said. R- Cristiano Ronaldo, all the drama at the beginning of the season where you know he didn't score in four games, is he over the hill? All these you know hot take questions. That can be asked. The dude is is clearly the best player in the Serie A. He's going to score every single week. Um, you got that Juventus defense, uh, like you said, Kenny Chesney out there uh, making his tractor sexy, and then just like an endless an endless carousel of uh, super talented midfielders. And they, they they can't they can't injure themselves out of the season. I think that like. You know they're going to have to get hit by the flu and uh, not be able to you know feel the team for for several weeks for this team to even for me to eat for they have to be the favorite in every single game right I mean obviously yeah that's just the way it's going to be all right so let's move on uh, let's talk about Milan versus a hot Parma uh, as of late and uh, Milan you know they're up in the top four now. Yeah, I mean, when did that happen? We we kind of blinked, and it, this, it was so long that uh, that the, this team seemed to be disappointing, and you know all the speculation about Gattuso and his job, and this team is sitting right where any of their fans would would want them to expect them to be in a Champions League place. They just put together a, an impressive second half comeback, led by their by young stars. Uh, um, you know they they have fun things happening to them, like being linked to, to Ibrahimovic um, and other exciting prospects from all around the world. I mean, right now, fourth place, Marco. Is it good to be a Milan fan today? I think it's good to be a Milan fan, especially because it seems like the best is still to come. I mean, they're playing players like Abate in center back, uh, and despite uh, Iguain being suspended for a little bit, like they've somehow been able to eke out some results. Um, when everything starts clicking and all the players come out of the injury, I think that uh, you know Milan will be uh, looking even better. So let's just get to the end of this uh, calendar year because I think next calendar year will be the start of the resurgence of, of a Milan team the way people expect them to be. Yeah, I mean, they win this one 2-1. Uh, Bakayoko, Cutrone, and Suso really impressive in this one. I mean... Catrone's goal in this one, where he basically sat uh, uh, right in front of the back line, there was an errant pass, and he just went and just bodied, just straight up bodied this Parma dude, jacked the ball, gave it away, got it back, scored. I mean, that kid came out of nowhere uh, uh, last year when he was, you know, ha- for spells was their best player, even having despite spent a, a 
you know, a, a Neymar amount of money on their on their on a new starting eleven. Um, you know, it's just it's it's crazy to think how long he's going to be in that shirt ripping it up for them. Parma, though, uh, you know, their their attack has been been dangerous this year, and they got Bobby English and Bobby English Bobby Englishes, and this one he gets a goal. Um, that actually puts uh, Milan ahead. Um, Gervinho has been lights out. I mean, it's it's been like we, we, we forgot what a weapon this guy was. But I'm, and you know, and I think that we have to. I think it's pretty darn impressive that Parma comes up the Serie A this year, and they're a top ten team in seventh place right now. They're going to take a little bit of hit with the Jerv having a thigh strain and could be out for three to four weeks. But uh, I feel like they're held their own in this one, and I think that Parma fans have to be happy with the season so far, right, Marco? Absolutely, and uh, still remember the golden days when Parma had Buffon and Crespo and Veron and all these, you know, big time players. Uh, and then just a couple seasons, it was just a little while ago they went bankrupt, right? And then made their way back up. So it's just great to see Parma just doing work back in the in the Serie A. Um, you know, they got beautiful jerseys. I, I absolutely love them. Uh, but right now, the Jerv, yeah, uh, it's a. It's a damn shame that he is injured because the guy has been lighting the city out on fire. And, of course, he would being an ex-Roma player. So let's move on to the final game of our City A6, Spall versus Ampoli. We saved the gem for last, of course, 2-2. A couple teams battling it out uh, inside the yellow lines of an oncoming Metro train. Uh, and it ends up in a stalemate. Ladies and gentlemen, Ampoli has not lost in three games. And more importantly, they're not boring us to sleep. The hat man, Yakini, pulling bunnies out of his hat. Um, just kidding. I mean, that thing is absolutely glued to his head. Uh, but Caputo gets his seventh goal. And Krunic scores one of the goals of the week with a 25-foot bomb. It's really too bad that the Azzurri, for the Azzurri that Kurtic decided that he was going to turn up uh, for this game, score a couple headers. Uh, but the atmosphere was decent for the match. You know, the fans probably feeling like this one was a crucial one. Tab, what would you think about this 2-2 uh, draw between these two Serie A minnows? Yeah, I mean, um, Empoli, you know, I've, I, 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 this is a team I love to hate. I joke that they, uh, they're sponsored by poop and they have the most appropriate word written on a team's jersey being gross because when I watch them play... It's like gross, um, but no, I mean the, the fact they've been able to put a couple to, uh, together, and it just goes to show what a coaching change uh, can do to a side. You know, Yakini, I don't know if he has a stain power to keep it going with them, but uh, it looks like Empoli. Um, if the, the, they keep headed in this direction, they're going to be comfortably looking to stay up. And Frankie Caputo, man, I mean. What can you say? He's got seven goals this season for Empoli. That's that's not something you know through thir- fourteen games. That's that's not something that I would have predicted to cut coming into the season. And he's another one of those you know older uh, uh, journeyman strikers in the, that you know spent a lot of time in the lower divisions. Gets up to the Serie A, gets his chance, and is, is you know is straight ripping it and straight straight murdering folks at thirty one years old. Seven goals, one assist. Tip my hat to him, man. I mean, I, I, I guess I, we shouldn't be celebrating too much. They do only have 13 points and are just two points out of the danger zone. But, you know, hey, two, two uh, uh, points in three straight matches with two victories, you got to be happy with that. Absolutely. And, you know, Caputo is one of those players uh, that we should be keeping an eye on. Uh, let's just get him on the national team already, for God's sake. 
you know, spare us all the the flop, international flop show that is Immobile and Belotti right now. Uh, he met Gomes for the goal this game. Uh, and honestly, Lazzari from uh, Spal, this guy's been called up before, and he can ball. I mean, he was menacing uh-huh. Empoli defenders. He menaced the, the Roma uh, team when they won against them. Uh, and Spal, winless since the upsetting that Roma squad. But, you know, a game outside the, 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 the danger zone. And uh, Forza, great wall of Spal, who pretty soon will need a new nickname. They're, they're the mediocre fence of Spall. I think that's that's their nickname. Are they Donald Trump's wall of Spall? <laughs> let's call them that. Yeah, the, the southern border wall of Spall. And on that, let's go to some shout-outs. Uh, really just a couple here this week. Old Man Pelissier, you know, especially shout-outs from Roma Club over here. Uh, you know, tying OTFR 1-1. And Pelissier, I can't believe this man's still playing. I mean, he how long does he have to warm up before each game? <laughs> got the icy hot on stack. Uh, and so Torino, that's the second shout-out. I mean, I tell you what, they're having a decent season right now. Uh, coach, uh, what, what's it, what do you call him, Alec Baldwin? Dust, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin or Al- Hoffman. Or, yeah. Or, 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 or uh, No, sorry. We're, we're screwing it up both ways. It's Alec Hoffman or Dustin Baldwin. That's right. He's got two personalities. Uh, but this guy is taking the Torino squad to sixth place right under OTFR, uh, just nipping on the heels of uh, the Champions League. Wouldn't that be something crazy if, if that happened? So uh, I'll tell you what. I'll give I'll give Torino a shout-out this week, even though they played uh, you know Genoa. So those are the shout-outs. And that is the Serie A 6 uh, for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we got a huge game in Juve Inter this weekend. Uh, next week is Champions League as well. Uh, and we're looking forward to all of that. So, Tad, do you have anything else? No, man. Uh, I'll miss you this week. I'll miss you this week. Tad let's is. Get, let's, get, let's get Ibra in the Serie A. That's, that, that, that's, that's all I, else I have to add. Tad is in. Uh, he's. He's in uh, rehab right now. He's in. He's basically going to Torino as he's in Roma, Roma rehab. So uh, for all those who got that joke, thank you for listening for the last two years. And uh, Three, almost three, two and a half. Three years, yeah. incredible. So uh, with that, we say ciao, ciao. Arrivederci.